Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. You're a cool dude, great dude. I appreciate awesome. it, man. You can be mean. You shit. shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. A lot, lot, lot. <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. The, uh, the The smoke you were dealing with has become much more intense here. I can't even see any of the mountains now. Yeah, it's so I think cool. it's moved eastward. It's like the smokiest it's been all summer, but the fires are like a thousand miles away. Ugh, that sounds awful. Is it hot as hell there too? No, it's actually cooled off. So Ugh, that's the trade. It's still so hot here. S- 70 degrees and smoky. That's the Ugh. forecast. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're not banned off YouTube yet. As far as I know, Google hasn't banned us either. Uh, I was going to joke about you know this being a Google-sponsored production, and there's absolutely no difference between men and women. Blonde and I are 100% interchangeable. I want that to be known at the top of the show. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, if you are new to the show, we might have some new people, because I don't want to brag, but there's some new people on my channel these days. Got some new visitors. Uh, if you are new to the show, there is a link to join the Discord server on which we host this show. Uh, follow that link. That'll put you in the server. Put your name in the roll call chat. That's how we know who arrived first. We put, pull people in. First come, first serve. Patrons get priority. If you are a patron of the show, I, or Blonde, or I individually, and you're not marked in that pretty orange font, let, let us know. We'll get you marked, and then we will know that you get priority. If you'd like to contribute to the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting into the show, we do offer alternatives. We'll take email questions. Got a couple of those to get to tonight. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And we also take uh, brief recorded messages. So if you want to record us a little message or a question, uh, save it to YouTube unlisted. We will play the audio on the show and respond to it. And as always, we will take super chat comments and questions in between each and every caller. Um, we're all, we're always, we always have high demand to get into the show, unfortunately. So, uh, please be brief with your comments or questions. Try to limit to one topic and be respectful of your other callers. And we'll move along as quickly as we can. Any other words before we hop into it? Nope. Okay. Uh, Hey, look who's up first actually is Krista the J. We still have Chris's question about, um, about uh, direct election of senators from last week that we I want to which I'm no to. closer to answering. Yeah, so we got um, Krista the J is up first. Welcome back. Hey, it's been hey a little bit. Yeah, it, it's been a while. Not since the Loomer incident. Yes. Oh wow! How long ago was that? <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was. Uh, That's all I know. Was it in July or was it? No, it wasn't that long. It was in the summer. Good it, God. I think it was like mid June. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, speaking of um, Laura Loomer, did you follow the Laura Loomer tire incident stuff? No, I actually haven't. I haven't. I've basically oh. distanced myself from that. I didn't want to become. I didn't want to become a uh, a new Shapiro and have the Loomer thing be his, like, be my version of whatever it is for him. Oh, yeah. Well, after the tire incident, you might have been smart to distance yourself. That's just my. Yeah. 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 My but, opinion. Um, you should look into it if you want some comedy. Yeah, okay, I think I will, because I always love a good joke, even if yeah. it's on people from 
that I, I, I agree with in a sense. But um, yeah, so uh, did you guys look up anything on the 17th? Because we uh, talked yeah, sure. about it yesterday with each other. Was that yesterday? Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, so I did look it up. So it looks like Mike Huckabee. I'll look it up right now if, that, if that's what you want to talk about. Otherwise, we'll answer the question. Yeah. I mean, I just thought, yeah, I think that'd be fun. So, so just to looking, s- yeah, go ahead. Well, I'll let you set. I was looking this up yesterday because I want to. I wanted to see exactly what Mike Huckabee said on this. Right. Because I'm clear on the concept of you know we used to have states, state legislatures picking our senators. Seventeenth uh, yeah. Amendment sent that to me. Sent Isaac, who has mastered gravity. Oh, sorry. Autoplay on the hill dot com. Anyway. <laughs> if you if you have a website and you have auto playing ads, you suck. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you suck. Don't do that. Um, so Mike Huckabee tweets out. And this is July 28th. Time to repeal the 17th Amendment. Founders had it right. Senators chosen by state legislatures will work for their states and respect uh, respect the 10th Amendment. So correct me if you have a different interpretation of this, uh, Chris. But to me, he's saying somehow, and I'm unclear on the argument here, somehow that the state legislatures picking the senators is going to keep the senators more accountable to their states. But I don't right. see how that follows. Well, it's this. This is how I think of it. It's in, originally you have the House of Representatives that represent the people in each district. So you have, you know, your representative that you vote for to represent you and however many people live in your district, and then you have the senators that represent the state as a whole, um, and they were elected by the legislatures, and then the legislatures are elected from the different districts in your state or however your legislature is set up in your state. So like here in Georgia, it's, it's again by the district. So each district elects, you know, a, um, a representative to the general assembly and everything. Um, so my understanding of it, and I've always kind of thought of this and it would be a good idea to repeal the 17th is you, they still, the senators still indirectly represent you, but they answer to, the legislatures who are elected by you yourself. So it's it's sort of a um, it's decentralizing the power um, because you don't want you don't want it to be because right now with the senators it's a direct democracy. So you don't and direct democracy is always um, well. No, I mean that's of, still representative. That you're you're electing representatives. That's not direct democracy. No, no, no. no. You're I'm I'm talking about the senators right now because we we relate elect the uh, representatives but we elect the senators by popular vote correct right but that's still that's still not direct democracy but it, in terms of who you're sending to it's it's representative yes but it's also uh it it requires mob rule in a sense for um the senators to be elected instead of decentralizing that and saying oh you have a majority of people in a state legislature who are elected by the different districts in the state select the two senators that go and represent the state as a whole. Um, Matt's brow is so furrowed. I don't know if you can see right now. Okay, I'll give you the reason that it's furled. And the reason that it's furled is because you're removing that direct link between the people and their representative by doing that. The reason, the pushback I would offer is why do people hate the bureaucracy? Because it's a bunch of... I'll use the term unelected for them. They're appointed by people who were themselves elected. And it's not quite the case in the example we're using here because the senators are elected by 
but we don't know the system the legislature would use. Presumably the legislature would elect them. Let's say that's the yes. case. Yes. All I'm saying is it's it's another degree of removal from the people choosing their representation, and that's why it furls my brow. It's a, I, I don't like Furrows. That. Furrow. Yes. Did I say? Yeah, it's furrow, furrows. right? Furrow, furrow. Well, yeah, no, but now I'm thinking like you unfurl a flag too. Anyway, furrow is the term. Let's get let's make a correct distinction between furl and furrow. I know. Uh, it's yeah, epic I get, home time. That that yeah, that's what gives me my hesitation though. Is yeah, yeah, is that indirect connection between the people and their representation? Yeah, and see that, and I kind of agree with you on that because I think it would be you could come to a sort of compromise with it to where the the citizens of the state can select you know, up to four people that are running for the Senate um, or, you know, three to four people or whatever. And so those three go to the legislature for approval. And so, cause it's always, it's always six, uh, six year terms and mm-hmm. they stagger it to where one Senator will serve three. And then when those three are up, the other senators up for reelection, I believe, or it might be two and two. So like every, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember how they set it up here in Georgia because it's. We just elected a senator last this last election, so he's up for six years, and then our other guy is up for a reelection in, I believe, 2022. So it'll go four years for each senator that they're in before the other one is reelected. Well, I bet I'm we could. I bet you that. and I could probably reach a compromise on this idea, like. I would be comfortable with repealing the 17th Amendment and allowing the states to determine how they select their yes. senators. Yeah. So I'd they could they could maintain the direct election and, there, or, and that gives more state power it gives more power to the states, which is another argument that I would raise as well because again, if you're being selected by the state legislators as it was originally, you know, construct or arranged, you're going to be more um, e- you're 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 um, trying to figure out how to phrase this in my head. Um, you're what's the word I'm looking for? You are um, furrow is the word. <laughs> no furrow is it? But, um, Epitome, yeah. yeah, you um, you you respond. You are um, you have to answer to the legislators that got you elected in the first place. Accountability. So if you maybe, do, or? yeah, you're accountable to the legislature itself. So if um, I actually, there's a good, um, debate on, uh, if you've ever gone to debate.org, there's a good debate on this. And I was looking at it earlier today and I thought it was pretty good. Um, and it just talks about, you know, some of the points that we're hitting on, but it's, you know, each state is different. So in Montana or maybe in Washington's, so in Montana, you want to do lower taxes and the, your legislator might, or legislation or general assembly, whatever it is in Montana wants to do lower taxes. Well, they're going to send, they're going to vote for somebody in the to send to the Senate that will also do that for the federal level. And if they don't do that, they have to come back and answer to the legislators. And so that person might get might end up being voted out. Yeah, um, I mean, I I guess I'd just rather have them answer to the people personally. I'd rather have <coughs> that direct link as opposed well, this, to the it, intermediary. See, it's, yeah, and I get that as well. But it's for me, it's more of the the person that answers to the people is your representative the representative that you send to the house because that that yeah, person but they're also represents the, the 10,000 people in the area or however many 
but it, but it's it's conceivable is. I might want to send somebody to Helena here who represents a specific interest that's different from someone who I want to send to DC to represent Montana federally. Like I'm also yeah. uncomfortable with that because quite frankly I vote different parties all the time here based on different issues. Yeah. Montana's kind of a weird state and there's a lot of land issues in particular that cause me to vote in different ways than I might otherwise. Um so I I don't know, I'm not sure that I can tell you for sure that I might not vote for the same party in the state legislature as I would for the, our U.S. senator. But yeah, in any case, yeah. um, I, I appreciate the thoughts on this. It's something to think about that we haven't yeah. thought about before. So, but in the interest of time, I'll have to I'll have to let you yeah. go there. The, the last thing I would say for this is also that if you would if it would um help if because then it will it, it'll help. I think this would help get people more interested in their local politics as well. Because then you would have to be able to see, okay, who's somebody that I agree with on local stuff, but I also agree with on national issues. So, you know, they would give an extra level of um, clarity on who the candidates are for the legislature. So if I wanted to vote for somebody here in Georgia who, for like the state of Georgia, is running everything for, from the assembly, and they're saying like, oh, we want to do, you know, we want to focus on lowering taxes for everything um, and you know, just all the different stuff for the state, but they have somewhat, if not similar views to a national, um, it would make, you would be forced to not necessarily forced, but you would, you'd want to dig deeper into who you're voting for, for your legislature. So you, there's more of a, um, uh, a ca caveat to voting for those people in the legislature, if you get my drift. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll have to let you go there, but thank you for calling in and uh, yeah, no problem. Have, have a good night. And look into yep. the tire stuff. I, I also, shall. Also check your tires. It's very important. <laughs> you don't know if they're slashed. Okay. We get on a uh, super chat before we bring in another. Uh, let's just roll through these really quick. Alex Duffy, okay. $5. Matt, you seem very well versed in logic and argumentation. Lies. Um, any recommendations <laughs> for books new. or websites <laughs> on, on the topic? Or is it mostly formal education? It's none of those things. He's he's pulling information out of his house all the time. Uh, it's ha It's... It's partly that. No, I, I, um, I do value my educational experience a lot. It was four years of the Socratic method. It was four years of why, why, why. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And yeah, um, yeah I, it, and, and doing this on the internet for the last year. Yeah, um, with more people saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I got, you know, I, I got plenty to learn, but it's been a good experience. I, there books? is a purpose for college still, I swear. You just got to find the right one. Is there, though? Is there? Um, then we have David Howard, $2. Your dimple's blonde. I like them. Thank you very much, David Howard. Hey-o. Um, David Howard again. Oh, wait. Was that just from David Howard, actually? Let me look. Yeah. David Howard again. Also, thoughts on Trump's fire and fury. What oh, happened? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he said if Kim Jong-un uh, wants oh, yeah, to mess yeah. around, he's going to face fire and fury, the likes of which we haven't seen before. So... I was going to save that joke for, for Sunday, but, you know, given the way things at Google and stuff are going on, I, I kind of see Kim's point. I'm warming up to Kim a little bit, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I get where he's coming from. So, you know, just consider his perspective. It's not like oh, you, boy. What, you think we, what you think we're innocent. That's what Trump said back when talking about Putin. <laughs> just consider it. Look at what's uh, happening with Google. Liberative $10. McCain is the poster boy for appealing the 17th. He cannot be recalled by the state legislator or the governor because of it. And he needs to be recalled. That's, mm. that's a good point. Look, any anything that's going to get McCain, any anything that's going to reduce the likelihood of a McCain-Comey hearing moment again, I will entertain that, uh, that idea. Uh, age limits would take care of that, though. Yeah, maybe. 
and nobody older than 50. <laughs> um, go army 73, $5. Congrats on 70 K stones throw Thanks. from hundred K. If YouTube lets you stay on that long. It yeah. Um, I think you might've surpassed me by now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is now we have a race again. It's a race to hundred K, but that's, that's the interesting thing. Uh, will either of us get there before, uh, the whole thing is, is worthless. I anyway. wonder, I mean, I've had a few good days, but nothing like yours. I think it's just kind of me getting the wake of your, of your giant subscriber search. It comes in um, waves, you know, that's, I've never had a wave. You're at 20,000 new subscribers. I've never had a month like that before. Yeah, it's the biggest wave I've ever had. This is a tidal wave for me, for sure. <laughs> Hoopty Rider, $2. Election should be based on the feats of strength. Uh, hmm. Squirrel Knight, 10 euro. Hail, Blonde Fuhrer, and Cuck. <laughs> ah, you must well, thanks. Cuck. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, the next six minutes, $2. Have 179, 1791L, 1791L on. Um, I actually, oh, yeah. it's like I'm a I'm sort of familiar with the channel. I'm he only runs slightly channel. familiar. I'm not familiar with the guy as much, but I know there's a lot of like news clips and there's a lot of news breakdowns and stuff. I've, I've seen ah, some of it. I was under it, the I'm, impression it was like a more legitimate news network. I guess I, I don't know that much research. about it. I, I, I have to check it out more. We're all caught up. Okay. Constantine is up next. Constantine, you're good to go. Oh, yes. Hello. Hello. What's Hi. going on? Uh, I'm, I'm going to stir the pot, bring some controversy. Okay. Ooh, good. State of Israel. I do not consider an ally in any form. In fact, I consider an enemy of the United States based on its previous actions. What do you okay. think? Oh, man, I don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. I'm entire, I, I honestly have to take basically a pass on it. I'm entirely unqualified to speak on it. Oh, no. Don't, don't leave me out here, man. Well, is, I mean, if, if you can offer some like facts or context to opine on but if, if it's just like israel friend or foe all i would say is um ultimately that is the only state in the region that has anything close to the value system we would like to prop up and so to that extent at least i would i'm going to say friend i mean I, but what but make the case for foe i guess i don't understand the case for foe but i worry about where this is going to go Three, they spy on our ambassador, and they have a long record of stealing information from us and stealing state secrets and keeping them from themselves. Uh, second incident would be the Apollo affair, in which they're rumored stole about 20% of our uranium or some ridiculous number right there. And there's all of a sudden nuclear tests in South Africa after it goes missing. And then the USS Liberty, which is a naval ship in the Mediterranean in 1967, they bomb it, try to blame it on Egypt, so we get drawn to war. They get caught, and then they say, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. I'm having a hard time thinking about – I'm thinking about what I want to say here, but I just know – I just know that creationist cat is out there listening, just waiting to sound bite me. I mean, how can I talk about this without it being uh, something that perceive people this perceive is one, as a bashing of the Jews? I mean, I don't, well, I don't really yeah, know. Exactly. How to this is one of those trap calls that like, for, <laughs> and I'm not accusing you of that, Constantine. I'm saying like there are certain um, minefield topics that like it, it's like talking about diversity at Google. You just can't do it. I know. You know what I mean? Um, I get called an anti-Semite all the time for this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I understand, but anti-Semitism uh, 
for a YouTuber, it, talking about the Jews is one of the, those things where if people hear you say something about the Jews that they view as a condemnation, they will never listen to anything else that you well, ever say again. <laughs> and to be to be clear, we're talking about the state of Israel here. And I know right. it, it's not, but, I know on. that those are intertwined. I get it. But at the same time, those that shouldn't be confused. Like we should be able to criticize or promote a state actor without necessarily commenting on the ethnic makeup of the state. Uh, I don't know if that can even be true of Israel. What do you mean? Even though I do have another few points about like uh, more, they're less rational arguments, but other reasons I don't like Israel. Okay, so I'm a Christian and they have a pretty bad track record of like, not necessarily like the authorities, but like socially it isn't the best place for Christians, despite what you may hear. Like it's only, they're only 2% of the population though. And, have a bad track record like uh right there's casual bigotry towards them and uh also people say the palestinians are terrorists i don't believe hamas was democratically elected and i believe israel they they just out of molehill so to speak maybe i mean they'll they'll see one rocket and they'll respond with 20. Hmm. matt's like hmm i just i <laughs> well it, it's a combination of something that i'm not uh well-informed or educated on, as well as something that uh, I, I view as very soundbite potential uh, rich about that. I know. Um, I mean, So I'll, I, I kind of just have to leave it there. I know that's unsatisfying, but um, if, if there if there's anything else you'd like to talk about before we let you go. I'm pretty sure you want to talk about comment. Israel. Sure. I, did. I feel so out of place here because I... I I'm like 18 and everyone was like 20s, 30s. So I, it just, it's really awkward. That's just my closing comment, completely unrelated. Wait, what's, what's awkward? You mean like the what, server? Our show? Uh, just like these online circles I'm in in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't uh, know. I feel like we got a lot of teenagers. Yeah, we, we get a lot of college sphere. age callers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We get a lot of people in so. your age group. Chase is like 15, isn't he? Yeah, when's Chase going to call back? I want a chicken biscuit know, update, which I guess we're never going to get because that teacher left. <laughs> Rut row. Hmm. In any case. All right. Well, thanks, Constantine. Appreciate it. Here. Have a good night. Don't you... mention anything about an <laughs> ethno-state. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Oh, you um, people. You people are killing us. We're trying not to ruin our online careers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got enough obstacles to, uh, to deal with. Uh, you good on Super Chat? Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get Big Red Doggy in here. Big red doggy. And if we hustle, we um, we got, uh, well, I shouldn't say because we might get a bunch more, but we have a pretty manageable wait list tonight. So we might get through a, a good chunk if we hustle up. Man, I'm always laughing at inopportune times because of the live chat. Yeah. Uh, well, big red doggy, I don't know what's going on with his mic or, you know, whatever. But uh, let's uh, let's get onion head in here. Onion head is good to go if you're ready. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, good. That sound quality, that onion yeah, head oh, sound quality. You. Yeah, oh, I man. I redialed in the uh, the compressor today. So oh, there you go. I don't even have I don't even have that. I just have a. We just have a USB. There's oh, there randomly one on my soundboard. That's all. Oh yeah, I I one day I'll upgrade to that kind of stuff. If you want, not advanced enough yet. Did did Big Red Dog just start talking? Yeah. Um. So one, it, I'll we'll take you one at a time. So do you, you want to wait? First. Or... You go first, Rob. 
Okay. All right. Um, I think I think Maddox only pulled two people in here, but that's cool. It's because I was waiting for you, slow ass. I, that's just <laughs> ginger sis, sir. It's because yeah. I'm redheaded and have a red, beautiful, luscious red beard. I wasn't going to tell anyone, but now that you're, you know, I guess doxing you your know, beard. You know, hey, I'm yeah. just... God, the oppression I face. <laughs> if you can't tell, Big Red Doggy and I have a developing bromance of sorts, I would say. I got a lot of pushback on Sunday's show because I spoke so glowingly of my friends that, and your characterization of it as a broke back moment. So I figured it I was a well broke back just... moment. You even made a gay little montage. I was asked to do that. Oh my gosh. With so sweet I, music and well, everything. That's come on. That's my friend's Matt, I music. I thought your video was fine. So I thought your video was fine. I so I'm just gonna there embrace go. this. I'm gonna embrace this like um this this questionable sexuality meme and just go with it. I don't Lean care. into it. You can I'm be more secure. controversial now. I don't care. Unfortunately, I'm not that good at Photoshop, so you don't have anything to worry about from me. So <laughs> But facepalm reality is coming for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, I, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I, I'm, I guess, right. the gun nut here on uh, Beauty and the Beta. Um, I wanted to talk about the HPA, the Hearing Protection Act. See if you guys knew anything about it, or if you knew something about it. What were your thoughts on it? Is this it? the deal with the suppressors? Yes. Okay. Explain it to me in in full context or in full detail. Okay. So, and in layman's terms for me. <laughs> okay. Do you do you know what a suppressor is or a silencer? Yeah. Okay. Pew, pew, you know. Well, it, it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. that quiet. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So basically the HPA and what it's doing or what they're trying to do is they're actually trying to pull the, um, well, I will call it an unconstitutional act, but it got passed anyway, the NFA. Um. Basically, it put uh, suppressors, uh, short-barreled rifles (SBRs) or short-barreled shotguns, uh, destructive devices like you know explosives, that sort of stuff on. Basically, to where you had to get permission from the ATF to own these. Is, the, is this the same like 1930s law? Yes, 1934. Okay. This, for the, the same reason, you can't own, or it's very difficult to own, like a fully automatic firearm. Well, no, that actually got tagged on back in 1986. Oh, okay. That's right. actually tagged on. It was a good thing, but also a bad thing for firearms owner because what they did is they snuck it in on a bill that was actually very pro-firearm, very pro-gun. It was tagged on. It was called the Hughes Amendment. Basically, it was mm. no transferable machine guns Okay. after uh, 1986. So but now, now everyone manufactured uh, machine guns after 1986 cannot be transferred. Yeah. Okay. And now everyone thinks suppressors are bad because that's how you kill people like James Bond in secret. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. the closest you're going to get to even coming close to Hollywood quiet is probably with a 22 long rifle. Yeah. Well, based on what I know about this and like limited videos I've watched and stuff, uh, and as someone who enjoys being outside around here, and of course there's hunt, there are hunters everywhere, I am in favor of this just as someone who wouldn't, I, I don't want to hear loud guns all the time, even, you know, right. I, I don't have, I don't have a problem if, uh, if there are suppressors for that purpose. I mean, and it only drops at about, uh, possibly at the most about 30 to 40 close to hearing safe, which is about 140 decibels. Yeah. Um, that's what OSHA defies it as is 140 decibels anymore. You're doing that. You're getting hearing damage. 
and I, I could be kind of wrong on that OSHA stuff. I'm not too sure, but I know anything like over 140 decibels, it's it's damaging your, your yeah. eardrums. So the point is a suppressor doesn't actually help you like commit a murder any easier. It's right. not like you're no, going to fact, be stealthy. What it, what it, yeah, and what it – well, I mean, I, I suppose it can. It just – I mean, the thing is that what a lot of these people are, uh, at least in my, uh, my view or my thoughts – is they're misinterpreting it, you know, oh, well, the crime's going to go up. Well, not necessarily, because you're going to be adding quite a bit of weight to a firearm as well as length, uh, depending on the type of firearm you're using. If you're using a pistol, uh, you're going to add about, you know, seven, eight inches of length. And most bad guys, at least most criminals that I know, they want to have it concealed, not necessarily to where it's actually very visible. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're going to be increasing a big draw to draw out an extra so, you know eight inches and remind me again what's the status of this legislation this would be federal it's, law and what's where is it currently am i correct oh man, in that? It, I, I, as far as the hpa is concerned i'm not sure if it's actually dead at this time because basically what they've done is they they're really trying to push for suppressors to get off the nfa okay um, so, so oh so the law would do that okay yeah so, it would okay. basically what it would be uh, as far as the HPA guidelines, you would go in, it would be just like any other firearms purchase. You go in, you fill out a form 4473 for those that don't know what that is. That's basically a <laughs> background check, uh, a national instant criminal background checks, basically what it is. You fill that out. They make a phone call, check it out. You're good. You get it that day versus the current system right now where um, you have to have you can do it one of two ways. You can actually go in as a trust, a business entity, to where the trust is the actual owner of the uh, the suppressor or a firearm, SBR, SBS, or even an AOW, any mm -hmm. other weapon, which is like a cane gun or something like that. Um, basically, they own that firearm. You don't own it as an individual. Um, currently, at this time, at least for my suppressor i filled it i filled out my paperwork and everything and that was my very first suppressor my sbr went rather quickly but the suppressor took a long time hmm. i filled it out in june of 2016 i finally got my tax stamp back and i had to pay a 200 dollars additional on top of the cost of the suppressor in order to get that you have to pay a 200 dollars uh, tax stamp fee which one of the nice things is they didn't make it a increasing tax over time, which would have made it relative, which would have made it basically unaffordable. Um, it, it didn't increase. So it took me from June of 2016. I didn't get my suppressor until May of 2017. So it took them close to about, you know, 10 months to go through just to say, yeah, all your paperwork, all the, all, all the stuff's in the right place. Uh, here you go. Thanks. And now you can finally uh, kill people stealthily. After <laughs> yes. All yes. All right. Are you listening, Google? Because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. they're, they're fun to shoot. They move around. All right. We'll, we'll have to cut it there, but uh, thank you yeah, for the information definitely. on that. And uh, we will catch you next time for sure. Yeah, sounds good, man. Have a good night. You too. All right, Onionhead, you're good to chime in if you're ready. Okay, you didn't want to grab those uh, super chats or anything. We can wait. It's okay. Yeah, we we, well, we got time. So much. 
All right. Um, I w- this wasn't my planned uh, question, but that uh, that that call about Israel from <laughs> Constantine. Hey, it's a trap. Watch out. Careful how you well, navigate this. Uh, no. Why are you guys doing this to us? No, Don't no, make no, us no, talk no, about this. no. I am not. I'm not here to talk about the Jews. Um, I was just actually, um, ironically, uh, we're having Constantine as our first guest on Matt to Matt podcast tomorrow night. Oh, there you go. He called, he called in with that and I'm like, oh, I better, uh, I better make sure I'm ready for that kind of a <clears throat> question. So thanks. I for mean, it wasn't that. that controversial. No, no but I, I, prob- I personally don't have a problem with that at all. I just know that there are people who I don't have a problem with any topic. I think I mean, I'm on high alert at this point in time for being too controversial. And so, like, I desperately try not to address racial issues or talk any way about the Jews. I just don't want to do that right well, now. That actually goes right into what I was going to talk about. <clears throat> did you happen to uh, did you happen to see um, the video, the interview that Jordan Peterson did with the Google guy? We were talking about it before we were we just live, talking about yeah. it. I got to say, though, that I only watched about five minutes of that because I watched his Stefan interview and I was like, this is going to be the same shit. And it was kind of hard to watch the first time. So, oh, I actually didn't see the Stefan interview. Yeah, he, it was, he was it was a lot boat. longer. Yeah. Oh, well, there's okay. a full one of Jordan Peterson that's 50 minutes. Oh, really? One, I, yeah. I only saw the 15 minute one. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, there's one that's short and one that's long. I'm not sure why they were uploaded that way, but I found that out today. It seemed like the first one was a mistake because it cut so abruptly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I yeah the first the the long form one. Um, it's interesting because I was listening when I first read that <clears throat> Google memo. I was like, wow, where have I heard these kinds of statements before? Several of my favorite people online. Also, so- Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <clears throat> that thank you. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to play. Yeah, that. word for word. Um, Plagiarized, what, perhaps. What was interesting? Did you see the the full interview, um, Matt? Yeah. So I watched Stefan's first, and then I had. Um, I actually haven't finished the Jordan Peterson one yet. I'm like a half hour through it, but it covered okay. a lot of the same kind of grounds. It did. Well, the interesting thing was at the end when when Peterson asked him, you know, where did you get all of your information, mm-hmm. and he said from you, essentially. Not in so oh, many wow. terms. Yeah, I heard him. He said, I'm I'm kind of a big fan and kind of laughed. Yeah, like, well, I do I'm... remember him saying that. Oh, that's so great. Yes, but exactly, because it clicked in my head. This, this guy, obviously being a huge fan, got these ideas not, not initially from maybe, but definitely was emboldened by people like Jordan Peterson. Okay, wait, wait. To, I want to... I'm... To I'm I'm having an ultimate tinfoil moment right now. That hiccup like a week ago where Jordan Peterson's channel just kind of went, got booted for a minute. You guys catch that? Maybe that red-pilled this see guy. And is, there a, the is, is there a link? Like, did they know about Jordan Peterson and the memo? I don't know. Maybe it's too tinfoily. But it's as far maybe. as I know, there was no explanation for Jordan's Peters, Jordan Peterson's channel just kind of having a deletion hiccup yeah, or a ban he, hiccup for a second. He, he gave a pretty a pretty lengthy description of that story and how that went down in his biblical lecture. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, did he? So did he give a satisfactory explanation that would be something else? No, but he did. In, he satisfactorily gave an explanation that he has received no explanation. Okay, okay. So, um, I, I mean, well, all the stuff that's come out of this Google story, to me... 
the internal culture there it, it has got to be borderline cult-like based on some of the things I've seen. You have all, I don't it know if they're authentic, be. but I've seen these screenshots of Google employees talking about how they're going to create lists within their company of people who are making diversity harder and things like that. Lists of that's wrong always, thinkers, that's essentially. That's always what happens when you get something that tries to be one step above corporate they do the yeah. whole no we're not just we're court we're like a community and yeah. that's when it starts turning into a lot like a cult where it's like not just a job they're like policing each other's thoughts yeah and I, i'm open and to like any and all google tinfoil at this point yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm accepting right. any any story basically as fact because <laughs> rightfully so yeah um the did you see the preview for that movie the circle no mm -hmm. It, it pretty much looks like the idea of Google blown just like a half step out of proportion where it's like this giant like uh, conspiracy thing. Hmm. It's uh, it's Tom Hanks. It's coming out. So it's Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Yeah. Oh, well, so, that's unfortunate. I, my first thought was, hey, Emma Watson like is Google. the prettiest feminist that ever was. It's true. Sad yeah. Day. Anyway, just to, to put, a, to put a, a cap on that. The interesting thing to me was that Jordan Peterson, through all of his online sort of just putting out of information and educating people as best he can, resulted in this this person being emboldened to releasing that not only just in a video online, which is effective, right. but it's gone to the point where someone at Google just, just set that bomb off in Google's truth bomb and went, hey, everybody, does no, who agrees with this? Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's going to be consequential. Like th this thing is, you were talking before we went live, at minimum, I mean, we don't know what kind of consequences it's going to have inside Google. I suspect a lot. But what you were talking about was Google is acting so absurdly to this that the red pills are just being handed out to everybody in oh, the general I know. public. I mean, and, and the mainstream media coverage. I may have sounded a little harsh on, on this Google guy, um, but I think that it's so great that that interview with Stefan was like a little hard to watch and you could tell he was visibly nervous and he seemed really meek. It's like, this is not your vision of toxic ma masculinity. People look at this and they see this kind, soft-spoken nerd that's a little bit antisocial struggling in an interview and they're like, this guy is not a terrible misogynist. And, and, and that's actually what Jordan Peterson said. He said, do not hide from the press. People need to right. see your face so that they don't conjure up this white supremacist when they hear about this. Yeah. Yeah, and he seemed like a really said, nice they need guy. To, they need yeah. to put you, you need to get out there and show people with a kind of person that stands behind this kind of message. He said, don't yeah. apologize, stand behind it. Yep. Strong, strong and firm, but mild and true to who you are. And it's yeah. like I said, it's to the point where they, they acted so stupidly. I as, know firing to, him was the dumbest thing that that he could have done because he says like a million times in the in the manifesto, although I don't really like calling it because it sounds a bit severe, um, that he's for diversity and everything, and and this is just explaining why there's a disproportionate number of women to men, uh, or you you know they, that they aren't practicing sexism within their own corporate culture. That's all he was really trying to say that there are reasons that women choose. I don't know why it's worse for them to admit that they have a, a cultural problem with sexism. Like, why is that the solution that they want people to, to realize? Yeah. It seems really <laughs> foolish to me. Don't worry, and, guys. The The answer is we're actually really sexist. Uh, but I know. We're going to fix it somehow. Anyway, I, yeah. I uh, this this is a great topic, and I suspect we're going to talk about it more on Sunday because mm -hmm. I want to do exactly what you're describing, which is direct more people, as many people as we can who maybe haven't seen 
Stefan's interview or Jordan Peterson's interview. As many yeah, eyes as possible need to be out. on that. And I want to I want to play some of that mainstream coverage too. That CBS coverage of this is just the CNN that, coverage might have been worse than that. There people need to see it. We'll play it on Sunday. There was CBS coverage where they were talking about the memo and they described it as that memo from that white male software engineer. That's how they described it. Was, no, it was no, it was how CBS. they launched a white male software yeah. engineer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Aid Skrillex was writing their their news. I know. Yeah. It was unbelievable. All right. Well, thank you, Onionhead. Of course, of course. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. All right. How are we doing on the uh, super chat? Uh, we we got a lot of them. Um, oh. Vegas Mikey, friend of the show. Thank you so much. Hey, he gave Mike. us ten dollars. Goddamn you, humble humble bragging motherfuckers! Wipe that humility <laughs> off your foreheads with these monies. Thank you, Vegas Mikey. <laughs> Mikey just was celebrating. Um, yeah, one of my favorite underrated podcasts, Vegas Mikey podcast. Um, he just celebrated a year of doing the podcast. He had a stream nice. on Saturday. I wish I could have done the stream, man. I was getting back from that that uh, very not gay trip that I took. And, the lady uh, other, doth protest too much, me thinks. Yeah, otherwise I I would have happily been there. But thanks, Mike. Then we have Dave S. $2. We might be killing you, blonde, but at least it's slow. Because the live chat kept making me laugh during this Israel ethnostate <laughs> oh, call. Oh, speaking of killing you, I found some pretty good surprise <laughs> cringe for Sunday that I don't well, think you've right. seen. I don't no think more you've tranny seen. children. I'm done with that. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying yes and I'm not saying no. I'm just God, saying I, I think I it's worthy. I hate your face so much. Yeah. Uh, then we have Squirrel Knight, 10 euro. Well, that Israel call was awkward. I would give my two cents as a German about the juice. But, well, uh, I'd rather not. By the way, that dude was not 18 year old, years old. Yeah, All right. I, I, I believe him. I have no reason to doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have Ricardo Saracino, $5. Clean your room. That is Jordan Peterson's lesson, yeah. I presume. Yep. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, 20-something. There's an R in front of this. I don't know what kind of unit measure that is. It says Matt is a faggot this time. I guess he's forgiven Annie. Andy. We don't know if he's talking about me, though. It's an ambiguous Matt, just like he's an ambiguous Andy. Definitely talking about you. All right, fine, whatever. And then David Wouldn't Howard be the first time I've been called that. said, I can't quit you, Skag. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Brokeback Mountain reference. Okay. But me it's, neither. I wish I could quit you is the Brokeback Mountain line, which I know because I'm very familiar with that film because I've seen it. <laughs> Uh, uh, truth be told, I went to it with a male friend in high school. I, that is 100% you really, true. I'm not really doing myself any favors today, here, am I? know. I? I, I didn't ask yeah. you to say any of this shit. I call you gay once and you do the rest. Um, <laughs> then BB, who's given us just a shitload of money, gave us $75 just a minute ago. No BB's comment. Mom. And then a few minutes after that, gave us 50 more dollars and said Holy a lot cow. of hate for BB. We appreciate this, BB. No, you BB, are, BB is awesome. Uh, giving us money yeah, all BB, the time. BB, uh, BB is like an official show sponsor. It's like I said, I know, a little I know. BB graphic or something we'll like that. We'll sell your but, tea or whatever you want us to do. Yeah. Yes, get in touch with us. We'll read whatever you know, whatever ad ad pitch you want us to make. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. last one, Squirrel Night again, ten euro. Blonde likes tall guys. Ad. Did I mention that I'm one point eight nine meters? Ugh. Don't ask me for the inches though. Um, one point eight nine meters to feet. Let's see what we got here. This guy is at six, six point two feet. That's Rather good. sweet dog blonde, but but I do have blue eyes. I know I've dated short guys before. It's you know my fiance is real tall though, six foot five. Yeah, no, like God, when we all, when we all hang out eventually, he's gonna he's going to actually dwarf me. Yeah, he's gonna he's, actually make me look short. He's a giant. I put a picture of us on Twitter that was hilarious. I look like yeah. a like a little a little person. Um, okay, we're all cut up. Okay, let's get uh, 
Uh, Stan is up next. I'll try All to right. move along here. I want to. I want to see if we can get to, through um, some of these callers who've been waiting a while too. Um, but let's get Stan in. I feel like I'm always asking Stan to hustle up. So I don't. I, it seems like Stan is always coming in at that point where I'm like, <laughs> I'm always. All uh, right, hurry up. Move it along, Stan. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick uh, about the the, uh, the the Google guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the comment that was made is, you know, you hope that other people in the company will follow along. If, if that guy is your alpha, they're in trouble because if he's the alpha, the one to lead the charge, he doesn't exactly uh, scream out. I don't know, know, though. It might help because he's so approachable and stuff and other people in google you know it's not filled with alpha males it's filled with software engineers that are just like him yeah. they'll see him and be like oh this other nerdy soft-spoken software engineer spoke out yeah. about it why and can't then, but, I? you know but then you know him getting fired it could make them all just turn back and start vigorously typing on their computers yes but his world is opening up right now yeah it's just opening up he got a job offer by julian assange assange yeah i and i have to wonder you know to play a little different what did this kid think was going to happen did he think yeah, that, yeah. did he think, I mean, yeah, I'm victim blaming here. Do you think Google was be like, oh, hey, diversity of thought? Sure. Let's talk about this. This I bet goes he still so has with our that. values. I, th- I, I, I believe at least part of him wanted this to happen. Yeah. I mean, he, he talks yeah. about how he already filed an NLRB complaint. Um, he talks about how he had been dissatisfied with the ideological when he was furious on a flight to China. Yeah. Yeah. So you you figure you, you tell your friends and family, I quit Google or I got fired for Google in a, you know, viral way, which is, you know, now he doesn't have to apply for any jobs because people are going to start. And, but he's, he still handled it so expertly, you know, I mean, he could have written an act, he could have, he, he, a lot of people would consider the qualifications he made too soft. You know, they'd read it and, and say, well, he shouldn't have been so, he should have made all this extra effort on the qualifications to say, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying X, Y, and Z. But the fact that he did and the fact oh, that yeah. he, he still got fired and the fact that the CBS is out there painting him as basically some kind of neo-Nazi and then you right. watch him on Steph, uh, Stephen Molyneux or you watch him on Jordan Peterson and he is, um, I mean, he's exactly what you described. He's kind of I, a, I, a, a coding cave dwelling nerd guy. And it just, yeah. he, he, the way he handled it was expertly done, I think. Yeah. Okay, I, agree. I mean, yeah. With, the, with the mainstream, the only part that they're actually getting accurate is by calling him a white male. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that part that's right. And I guess it, you're right. That, that was the high the point rails. for accuracy. Yeah. I mean, that's their accuracy. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to a, a you know, local radio station this morning. And he's talking about, oh, you know, they he was saying women shouldn't be working there. And it's like that is not at all what he said. He went out of his way. He said. No, yeah. he went out of his way to point out that the women that work at Google have equal qualifications to the to the women or to I the men know. that work at Google. Just it's just the raging. choices that we want to make that draws yeah. to certain positions. He was right. very, very clear about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it was just stunning to me. Um, and, and then just uh, again, because, you know, I'm quick, quick hit here. Uh, Jim Acosta is CNN's version of Lauren Southern. Think about it. Huh. He injects he injects himself into news stories. Yeah. He rarely just reports. He, he, I I see a parallel there. 
Except for um, Lauren will tell you, like, look, I'm a gun oh, yeah. journalist. Lauren will tell you that's what she's doing, whereas he feels that he's, you know, doing God's work. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's if Jim Acosta were 20 years old, hot, blonde, and on the right, I would probably think he was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so yeah, that, basically Tommy um, Lauren or something. Yeah. 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 On Sunday, when you did play uh, about uh, the mooch on his way out, when he was having a little interaction with Chris Cuomo. And I had to yeah. play it a couple times, and Cuomo, you know, clutching his pearls. When you tease a journalist about the result of election, you are suggesting that they are biased. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris Cuomo. Um, aren't you the one that literally was bragging about how you could not campaign campaign for Hillary Clinton any more than you were? And now, because yeah. someone's calling you out on it, now this is the clutching the pearls moment? And you're, I mean... Even if you, you try to be as objective as you want, the fact is he's from like a political dynasty family right. that's very powerful in the Democratic Party. I mean, you're not kidding anyone. You're not. Yeah, uh, yeah Chris Cuomo. I, I, we were joking about it. We were talking about it last night in the Hangout. It's just like, I don't know where he came from. He just like appeared on one CNN day appeared one day. And he was on stage. And there he was. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. where he where he rose from other than his famous family. I don't remember the first thing that he did that, that you know. And I'm, cemented I'm him in my memory. I called it here first. You can sound by me on this. This guy, Chris Cuomo, tell me he doesn't look like a sexual harassment suit waiting to happen. <laughs> that he does not look like he thinks his shit don't stink and that he, you know. He, oh, he, you're uh, just projecting because River Gibbs called you a pedophile. Yeah. <sighs> I'm taking listen, it. Listen, <laughs> you know, we all have our crosses to bear. All right? and, <laughs> yeah. He does kind of get that. He's, he's a little creepy. Yeah, he not was, you. All right. He's a very light cross to bear, you know, but, yeah. uh, but across on the left yeah. with, with on fleek eyebrows. But anyway, uh, that was all I had. Uh, <laughs> all have right. a good night. Thank you, Stan. Thanks for calling, yep. Stan. Anytime. Okay. Uh, conservative Punk is up next. We good uh, to pull him in? Uh, yeah, we can wait on. Okay. Conservative Punk, you're up. You're good to go. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing hey. all right. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, it's a million degrees in my room, but oh, you know, got the fan going. Got a nice ice cold Coca Cola here. I'm. Did you say chilling. you're you're um you're also in Seattle, right? I am also in Seattle. Okay, I'm uh, so, yeah. just north of Seattle. Oh really? Uh, Snohomish County. Oh nice. Hmm. You're a little bit away from it all. Oh yes. No, I am not. I am not a city boy. I can tell you that much. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I actually uh, and blonde, you might know where this is. I grew up in Stanwood for most of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a uh, way up, way up north, uh, kind of. Uh, all, well, it, it used to be a hick town. Uh, it's not so much a hick town anymore. It's grown significantly, but it's further enough away from the interstate that uh, it has that degree of separation. Kind yeah. of stuff happens there, and people don't really know what's going on. That's good. That's good. Nice yeah. escape. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I had an interesting question. It's not really on like the um, the uh, I guess the flavor of the week controversy. Um, I'm still I'm still absorbing everything that's been going on with that Google memo, and I don't really. Um, I don't really have enough information on it to to speak on it just yet. Besides that, it seems really horrifying, and I've seen some of the screenshots of uh, Google people, you know, talking about treating employees with yeah. the same kind of opinions with malicious intent. But I really um, should verify those before I um, go off on them too, because I'm just yeah, taking them at face yeah. value, and it's entirely possible they're not genuine. Well. The one, right. the one thing about that that I want to bring up is um, I don't know if you guys follow Communism Kills. Uh, Ashley Ray um, Goldenberg, I think, is her last name on on uh, Twitter. Um, she so. she posted a really really good thread on the subject of of you know kind of where this sort of thing goes. 
um, in terms of because she she had a really really brutal experience with with doxing based on you know uh, you know speaking about things that you know aren't generally approved of uh these days and you know they went after her family um they actually went after the ron family they doxed the ron family and threatened their lives and that were trying to get people to like you know burn down their house and stuff like that um and so you should, you should, it's worth checking out she posted a really a really good thread just kind of tying in her experience with like you know the kind of uh, almost like bloodlust that you kind of get from you know these um super far left you know censoring oh, yeah. people and um and how she she really felt a, a level of um camaraderie with this google guy in the way that he was treated and and you know she decided to turn that into just you know i've lived this he's lived this this isn't going away you need to like batten down the hatches and basically prepare for war because that's what these these people aren't going to stop um, they're not going to lay down their arms and come yeah. to the table of conversation. It, it's, it, it's, it's so real. It's so real. And, um, they don't man, want a war. Crazy. I don't think that they realize. Ooh, no, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know I Google is today about how, man, I'm getting sick of this. Just like kind of passive aggressive culture war. I think I want a real war. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, I that's, mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like make is, it about five seconds is, well, right. is Google technologically advanced to overcome its kind of androgynous, uh, ways like I mean, if it's a fist fight, I feel pretty good about Middle America's capacity right. to fight Google. <laughs> Unless Google's like like a lesbian Muslim software engineer or something creates some kind of that's crazy... what I'm saying. Well, I feel like yeah, it's the same we'll, sort we'll, of thing we'll as there's this there's this commonly misattributed quote to like a, a Japanese general in World War II, um, where he said where where when asked why there was no land, a mainland invasion of the United States. He answered because there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Pretty much. And, yeah. And I feel, I feel like that works the same way. If you think of like a, a, a fictional civil war between the coastal elites and middle America, it's like, I don't know if you want to mess with those guys. They, they tend to, they tend to, to keep to themselves unless you, unless you, uh, you know, bug them. And then, then it's, you know, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're really under grossly underestimating middle America. Yeah. Well, and I think there's still so many of them out there that just they don't spend a lot of time, you know, paying attention to to everyday minor politics like, you know, like people like us, I guess we're kind of like political junkies. We follow every little story that happens. Right. They don't even know about half this stuff. You know, the biggest breakthrough for them of recent of recent note is, you know, the Trump versus Hillary thing. And that was on a nationwide scale. Everyone was talking about that. Everyone was knowing everyone, everyone knew about that, but you know, the kind of stuff that happens at universities, I don't think a lot of that is stuff that's necessarily on their radar, especially like if you're just an everyday American, you know, yeah. you live in a, in a, in a flyover state, you, you know, you work, if you're just like a farmer, you work the field, you, you toil in the field for 14 hours a day and you go home and you have a nice home cooked meal and you know, you watch the football game, you know, these are well, things typically that are people don't radar. care until it until it starts to affect their personal lives. And that's why sure. I become really concerned in Canada and uh, countries like it, where I see that they're going to start taking people's children that won't accurately identify mm -hmm. their gender identity or whatever, because people people are pretty OK until their personal lives start getting affected. But you start right. taking people's people's kids and stuff like that. And uh, you're going to have a, a civil war in your hands. I mean, well, and and it's funny that you bring that specific topic up because, uh, you know, there was that hearing in in the Canadians. I don't know if it was the Supreme Court. It was some sort of government body where uh, Jordan Peterson spoke because he had read that that C-16 bill, like every single letter in it. Oh, yeah. And he was you know, he was he was raising the alarm. He was saying, like, this bill is going to create this incredibly almost dystopian like 
system where people are being literally prosecuted and arrested and jailed for saying things, saying certain things that aren't correct or not saying certain things things that are viewed as correct. And everyone was like, no, that's not going to happen. And then that video came out where the, it's this like uh, the non-binary lawyer posted a video saying that it is a crime to misgender me. And like her first point was like, you shouldn't do this because a it's the law. And I was oh, like, oh, there you go. Whatever. There you go. Yeah, but think about if we collectively <laughs> decided not to follow these laws, they wouldn't be able yeah. to prosecute anybody. You, you can't put a jigsaw puzzle in front of me and tell me it's the law that I have to solve it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll do the best. I'll, I'll try. But like I, the, the, this, that the, if it's the same video I saw, that person was very confusing. Like it was almost like Pat from Saturday Night Live in the 80s or yes, 90s. Or I agree with yeah. that. Um I definitely agree with that. Um, another real quick point. I mean, I don't want to take up too much time. I'm kind of a Hurry talker. Up. I'm Hurry kind up. of a talker. That, that, that came up uh, in the, the Google Hangout stream early, or a couple of days ago. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But, but um, Blonde, you mentioned uh, you know this idea where in Canada they're thinking about the government's you know, considering taking kids away from parents who don't believe a five-year-old who thinks they're like a girl and they're a boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my gut reaction and it's kind of strange because I'm very much like a, a very um, minimal government intervention sort of guy just at my core. But my initial reaction when I see like the videos that have been coming out lately about like um, the opposite where trans parents are like uh, uh, sponsoring and promoting their children as being trans. That leads me to go like, I think the government should step away and take away mm. these kids because I thought that before too. And I said that on the podcast when Matt showed me that clip of the um what was Lactatia, that eight-year-old? <laughs> I was like government intervention. Yeah. Now I was. No, yeah, angry. no. These people cannot be trusted with children. These. People I agree. Are I mean, but it's a real predicament. Deluded because... about ba- very basic tenets of biology, and they are right. raising small children and believing what small children say as if it was gospel truth. It's. It's, it's something that ever, wow. it, it, Lauren Southern made a great point in a video recently where she said, where she said, you know, 10 years ago, we thought these kooky old conservatives were crazy when they said that this yeah, whole LGBT yeah. thing was a slippery slope. Grandpa like, was right. Holy That's shit, Grandpa said. was right. Like <laughs> now we have little people saying up is down, left is right, boys are girls girls are boys and that's totally fine let's just and i remember with the gay marriage thing being like this slippery slope argument but now i'm like holy shit look at what has happened i really thought man i i really thought that was going to be the wipe our hands moment like all right that's done moving on it didn't happen anyway you guys are a bunch of bigots so i'm calling this right here (laughs) (laughs) well hey guys uh, thanks for having me on uh really appreciate it and uh you know keep on fighting the good fight sure thanks for calling Okay, we got uh, Comrade Cleaner is going to be the last patron caller. I'd like to get through at least three of the people that have been waiting as well. We got two questions. Do it. Do it. uh, Okay. Never mind. I thought I had something clever to say, but I don't. I'm sorry. I'd I'd get through it if you just didn't interrupt (laughs) me with non jokes. Sorry. Uh, Galacticus X, five euro. I'm thinking of applying for a Google job as a transsexual, trans black, autistic, lesbian, zero skills required, 100% success rate guaranteed. Sounds like the new CEO, (laughs) yeah. Uh, That's funny. It's good. Um, Squirrel Knight again. Thank you so much. Uh, 10 euro. BB has way too much money, but I do like that he keeps you two sticks fed. Hey, it might be abroad. We never know. Um, well, uh, uh, well, uh, all I can say is BB. E- I'm not going to say anything more. BB did email me 
and BB is very nice. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, that said, I spend my allowance. My wife grants me on YouTube already. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, if you were you a child, I would dollar. discourage that. But since yeah. you sound like an adult who is married <laughs> to another adult, I will say thanks. Um, then we have Dave S two dollars. Google could fire a thousand, and no one would stop using it. Um, that is a yeah. problem that, that you know I would love to not use Google, but it is so intertwined into my life. No, I realized that. I, I, that. Not I, like, I could do about this. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I love Google Chrome. Ah, oh, shit, I use Gmail. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit, they own YouTube. <laughs> I know. Oh, crap. They like, they're, yeah, they are um, involved in every aspect of my day-to-day -day operation of doing this, unfortunately. I know, I know. Ugh. Then we have Jack Meoff. Who? Jack Meoff. Jack me off, jack me off. Oh, oh, okay. Ten dollars. Uh, how much do you guys deadlift? Uh, I don't know how much I could like max deadlift. I don't. I don't ever try to max deadlift. I, I don't. Guess. I don't know what that means. Uh, de well, I could do a demonstration. Just yeah. you know, pick up a weight sitting on the ground. You're gonna you know, bend over and pick it up. That's deadlift. Oh, so it's like the guy with like really bulky shoulders and arms. They did that. Uh, well, and they wear I mean, something like different... tight leather around their waist to support them. Yeah. Yeah. There's different ways you could do it. You can kind of squat down and do it and keep your back straight up, or you can keep your legs straight. And it's more of a hamstring exercise, you know? That seems dangerous. Okay. Yeah. You want to have, you want to have good posture. You mess yourself up. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea how much I could do. I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't know what that was. So five pounds. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you could do more than that, but yeah. 20 pounds. Pops. <laughs> okay. We'll call it. Yeah. Which uh, means I have... could do at least 40 pounds. <laughs> 40 pound deadlift, I'm pretty sure I could do. I can do 77% of whatever, whatever's cake is. Um, boom, <laughs> baby. This came through. Oh, $2. Go. He said, Jews are my favorite. Heart, six-pointed star. Google is listening. And except you. for blonde. <laughs> they are his yeah. favorite except for blonde. Uh, then we have BB again, $100. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No worries, like Jason, like Jason G. Let it rain. Thank you so much. Holy cow! So generous I, tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, then I, we have Ron I, Ronson, five dollars. Thank you very much. And then Stan, who just called in, friend of the show, two dollars. Blonde, if you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. <laughs> <laughs> Solid shit, Stan. Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't even know what to that. say to BB anymore. By the way, I just I, I, I hate that this is like, oh, here's BB again. Uh, baby just tell me what to do and i'll do it i'll do anything you want it's like want when my point. grandma used to give me money the, i get the same kind of feeling like yeah oh. you're spoiling us grandkids spoiling us yeah yeah um scott malabi five dollars since there is a pile started i'll pile on for my favorite tits and dicks nice tits matt i will say Ooh. matt's pretty buff he's got no moves if that's what you meant uh no i don't have moves no um moves. yeah i i i Look, I'm not some like fitness aficionado, but I figured as long as I'm going to stay on camera, I'm just going to not have yeah. moves. That is basically my only target. No moves. And that's good enough. No, we've only met once, but Matt works out a lot and talks about it sometimes. No. And I try to act. No, I don't. Me. And then we have one person left. B. Ben Horowitz. Fifty dollars. Wow. Holy this cow. Google situation is more unique to the Silicon Valley. Um, this would never happen on the East Coast. Is there really a surprise hmm. here? Uber. Thank you for that donation. That is interesting. Um, I guess you do think about this as specifically like a San Francisco area thing. It's not like New York, yeah. D.C., um, you know, like Miami, any of those places. Yeah. That is interesting. I think yeah, there's, there's probably some truth to that. Oh, and then Sargon's Twitter account just got suspended. A few people told me. Yeah, that's like a monthly thing at this point. 
Jeez. Can someone confirm that for me? Only only a few people said it in the live I'll chat. I'll look at it right now. Twitter.com slash Sargon. It's underscore, right? Of underscore. Uh, I think he has underscores. Oh, yeah. It's suspended. Jesus. Well, that's And then sucks. Joel Dykeman just said, gay rights should have been the end of it, but blonde forgets the Democrats' creed. There's always another victim. Yeah, we yeah. were actually talking about this offline the other day. Like, both of us genuinely thought that once gay people were allowed to get married, that that would be the end of their grievance culture. And yeah. it just got worse. And then that they weaved in, that they wove in this, this transgender narrative too. We're also talking about this the other day, which I think is pretty dissimilar to homosexuality. I'm not really yeah, it, sure that they should be aggregating their grievances. Other than it is like a, a sexual minority. I, I don't think they're necessarily yeah, super related things. Like I've heard trans people say this is not a sexual identity issue. This is gender and body dysmorphia, which to me that should that should separate it entirely from I guess. It goes back to the philosophical disorder. question of can Caitlyn Jenner have straight sex? No. Is, yeah. We, we need that guy T to answer that. I know he If he you're both. putting a penis in a vagina, no matter what you identify as, that's straight sex. Even if Caitlyn Caitlyn Jenner is doing it? If Caitlyn Jenner is having sex with a woman with her penis. What about that yes. huge rack though? Don't matter. All right, fine. We, we don't have time to sort this out. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree it's 100% straight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Comrade Cleaner, you're good to go. Okay. Well, this is kind of uh, from left field, but yeah, Super Chat asking last week if reservists or guardsmen or veterans, I think at some point. Yeah, I wasn't clear on 100% on what the question actually was or what it meant, but that was the way I interpreted it was our reservist veterans. So I can clarify. According to the okay. VA... Um, reserves and guardmen, guardsmen are not vets unless huh. they get a, just now they approved it to where if you get a 20 year letter, you do 20 years federal service or national guard service. You get veteran status for doing 20. If you, if you have, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So my fiance is a reservist deployed in Afghanistan. Are you telling me that he would never get veteran status? Oh, no, 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 because he's the, the other, that's the other caveat. If you deploy under active federal service outside of training, then you get veteran status as well. Okay. Also, if you get injured on duty, whether it be at drill or at annual training or on a deployment, then you definitely get veteran status. So okay. Okay. as it sits, yeah, those are three ways. Either you do 20 and you never deploy. So and I, that's, and that's I assume cool. this is like a, this is a, some sort of legal status that determines what sort of benefits you're eligible for, right? Yes, and, like, and for example, like applying for ve for federal jobs, like there's a veteran's preference up to 5 to 15 points or something like that, sure. typically that you get allotted that will boost you up over other candidates. And if you're just a reservist like me, I was a reservist for six years, uh, active reservist in two years as a, um, on not drilling reservist, individual ready reserve, what's called in the Army at least, um, where you're just, you're still in the reserves, but you're not drilling. Mm -hmm. um, so I am not considered a veteran. So there's okay. been a lot of talk, you know, especially with the global war on terror. Technically, the front line is anywhere someone yells Alu Akbar or whatever. You know, there's talk about should reservists and guardsmen get veteran status just for serving and, you know, honorably serving their time, which mm -hmm. part of me thinks, yes, you should. And part of me says, well, it kind of waters down the term at that point because if you do like a two year hitch in the guard or something and then you get an honorable discharge. Right. Does that right. really like, show the that same as somebody that did two tours of Iraq or whatever? Yeah, yeah I, I can see yeah. yeah, so that that's where the whole argument I think is right now. And then you know, like I, there's a lot of people that joined in my time frame. I joined with the full, you know, 
fully knowing that I was probably going to go to war. And, you know, I just a couple of things happened and pretty much I got sidelined um, on uh, my company's deployment. And then I never got another chance to deploy because I turned down one one opportunity to deploy right when I got back from AIT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, I would have gone now if I knew that I wasn't having there's no more deployments on the pipeline. That was the last one there was. But like I said, hindsight's 2020. So I just, you know, like I drilled for six years, then went two years inactive, and that was it. Like I sat in a reserve center and just, you know, counted stuff and qualified for the rifle and did my two or three year, three weeks in the summer and called it a day. Hmm. Well, thanks for the clarification, and, and thank you for serving as well. I appreciate um, I appreciate both of those things because I, I wasn't 100% clear on what the, Me what neither. the question actually yeah. was. Like as far and then as I got busy I, and forgot to investigate. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I understand why the legal distinction matters. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as well, so. anyone that was active duty, uh, of course, gets veteran status. Like I think that's applied, but you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to clarify further, but right. yeah. Any um, we're kind of we're kind of hustling up here, but any closing thoughts or any closing uh, topic you want to chat about before we let you go? Uh, just a uh, more of a call to action, I suppose. If you know, if you want to hurt Google. Uninstall Chrome, turn on an extension to keep them from not using their, uh, their, uh, what's going to call it, the, the tracking, Google tracking, uh, I can't yeah. remember, analytics, I guess. Just stop using the search engine. You know, of Buy course, we watch you on, yeah, well, that's, that's a hard part of an Android user. So, I'm yeah, and of, I wonder, I wonder what, I wonder how different the culture inside Apple is or if it's different at all. It's I bet not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, their CEO is a gay man, openly a gay man and a gay activist. So it's kind of, you know, it's shoes on the other foot. But um, as well, like, I, of course, I, I'm a YouTube rep subscriber, but I can't cancel it because I, I like to download videos and have them play in the background. So unfortunately, I am monetarily supporting Google, but all the ways I can, I'm not going to. I switched to Firefox yeah. in my main browser. DuckDuckGo is my search engine. Um, installed a new browser on my phone, uh, Flashbox. So, yeah, that's that's my way of fighting. And I told them exactly why I installed Chrome. They asked you why you uninstall. I'm like, well, you fired that guy for just being a dissident. So, no thanks. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it is such a tough balance, man. Because I understand, same thing with Patreon. People are pissed about that or any of these issues. I totally understand wanting to take a stance and not support something that is obviously against your values. The problem is that's what's so weird about the Silicon Valley control over all of these platforms. You don't get a choice. You just, yeah, I know. It's like, they, I mean, they, they control Skag the internet. You we're know? locked in. Like, because we're yeah, no, dependent on it. We, there's we can't no video sharing platform like YouTube. There's nothing to compete, which I, I watched a, 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 I'll recommend a sticks had a, a pod or a, a, a video with uh Mr. Medicare, a.k.a. Jim, the internet aristocrat, they're both kind of confident that something will come to replace it. Like they mentioned so a, yeah. like a, a torrent-based one, which is kind of interesting because you know, torrenting, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten into it. Um, I, Back in the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the idea is you download you know, videos you like, and then if you like them, you start seeding them, so that way they download faster. So when you support something and bump it up to the top, it's, it you know, makes it easier to share it. And, you know, there's no way they can mediate it beyond criminal activity. Like there's no real call to pull content. Cause I mean, it's very decentralized. The files aren't even hosted on anybody's server. It's hosted by users. So it would get rid of the middleman. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully an alternative will rise. We'll, we'll have to let you go there, but thank you for uh, calling. Okay. I appreciate it. 
Yep. Have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, I would like to get through maybe three callers, um, and then we have the two questions. Are we good on Super Chat for right now? Uh, yeah, I think we only have one question because Chris the J calls. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that'll give us a little extra time, too. Um, uh, yeah, right. we only have two Super Chats. Yeah, that's right. I forgot the question was his, and then he ended up calling. Okay, cool. So uh, let's get Enlightened Despot in here, if Enlightened Despot is still hanging out, which I don't see that name in the server, so maybe he or she had to take off. Beggar Hero. Uh, Beggar Hero's in there. Or with the gods. Hey, oh. Beggar Hero. What's up? What's going on? Uh, was was it always hearing what Trump will do with fire and fury? Oh yeah, okay. So you want to talk uh, nuclear war with North Korea? <laughs> well, that's always my favorite thing: post-apocalyptic wastelands. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's it's like I was saying. It's uh, it's an alternative that doesn't seem as bad. Given the the state of some things, you know. Like, oh, whatever. It's going to be like the Thunderdome if this happens. <laughs> uh, well, I will say this: if we were going to have a nuclear war with North Korea, I mean, if that's going to happen, I'm kind of glad that Trump is president because it might as well just be a total ridiculous <laughs> shit show. You know what I mean? Uh, like nuclear war with Hillary as president. If you're going to have the war, I don't know. It just loses some of the uh, some of the comedic effect. I want, I want a little comedy with my nuclear holocaust. Yeah, nothing like you're fired for a nuclear fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how um, are, are you worried about this prospect? Or are you, I mean, at what level of seriousness do you take the president's comments? Because some people are really freaking out about that. I take it as just another Trumpism, to be honest, but I get why people are uncomfortable when it's Trumpism in the context of nuclear war, too. How seriously should we take it and should we be pissed? Um, well, I get, well, I mean, I can't really, I can't argue with him with using the words. I mean, if North Korea does something, then we're going to have to respond either way. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, look, if, if, if it gets to the point where North Korea has to be it physically, just let's make it quick. You know, I, I, I will say that, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I like and trust the military personnel Trump has surrounded himself with, and I hope that he basically defers to them in making a lot of these choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they seem like guys that are, you know, if you if you have to do military action, you make it quick and you win. And that is what I would want to see if it came to that, which I don't really hope it does. I don't I don't want a war, but I also right. don't want to be under nuclear threat from North Korea. Well, I mean, it's sort of funny, like with I, with the whole ISIS stuff going on. Like, don't really hear much, but besides good news, which, if anything, I'm hearing Trump's not micromanaging all that sort of stuff. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like ISIS has seen better days, had some better times than they're having right now, and so mm-hmm. that's that's one plus that um, I, I don't see it talked about a whole a whole lot, to be honest. Well, especially anyway. with all the atrocities. Uh, from ISIS, you mean? Yeah, it was just from ISIS. Like, I know, like a year or two ago, like the cops, all the Yazidis, and all that sort of stuff. That, that was making news all the time. Yeah, it's been. Uh, they haven't had a good. Uh, they haven't posted a good video in a while. You know, like what's going on on the ISIS on the ISIS <laughs> channel? It's been a while since they've had a. You know, one of those really shocking uploads. I, I, you know, I say that in jest, but seriously speaking, I don't, 
when's the last time they had like a high profile captive and they yeah. posted a video that or it, have they actually posted less or have we just become desensitized to it? Maybe they have I mean, I haven't been heard in, about anything in a while, but I'm never checking in on, on ISIS. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, um, thank you for the thoughts bigger here. We'll have to let you go, but, um, Thank you for calling in. And uh, hopefully that we won't be nuked uh, before we talk to you next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can come, always come by East and we can have Fallout 4 together. Right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. Um, let me know if you see Enlightened Despot Matt, in the... you're in the... Oh, I, I accidentally joined the, <laughs> the, the call-in waiting room server and everyone's yapping. What? All right. Uh, if you see Enlightened Despot hanging out in the waiting room, let me know because we should get that person in. Uh, otherwise, we'll get in Kestrel the Dense. Kestrel, you are good to go. Oh, hey there. How's it going? Hey. Oh, uh, sorry. This was kind of unexpected. Uh, how you guys been doing? It's been a long time since I've actually gone in here. I was well, thanks for your patience. I know it. I know it can be tough to get in. So yeah, appreciate I was actually hoping to. I was hoping to, to bomb in uh, into the call when Fidel Castro died because, you know, I'm, you know, I have Cuban heritage and, you know, thank God, you know, he died in Pinochet's, you know, birthday. Oh, so you're not, uh, you're not uh, like a, well, this is so much of what was so weird about a lot of the reaction at that time was the, the sort of bizarre praising, especially on the part of like Justin Trudeau and some media figures. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a single Cuban who was really happy about it. Not that uh, I know a no, lot of Cubans, you, but if uh, if you remember, there was a bunch of people on the streets that day waving their waving their flags, you know, you know, just praising, you know, thank God, you know, the commander is dead, you know, in Spanish. Yeah, I saw a video it, of a group of Cuban people in Miami like banging pots together. They were having a yeah, giant street, street party. Yeah, Eighth, <laughs> Eighth Street was just filled with people, you know, just honking. And just celebrating, partying, you know, eating sandwiches, you know, whatever the case. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, you know, uh, these days I actually have been uh, studying uh, history. I actually been reading a bunch of books uh, about you know communist states, just because of the whole thing with Venezuela and and more. It has to do with like some personal, you know. Just, personal navel gazing after talking to some people who are pretty smart. They're generally smart people, but they, they kind of like are kind of drinking the socialist Kool-Aid essentially. And I'm trying to get on their level of intelligence essentially by reading a bunch of literature surrounding, you know, Nazi, you know, Nazi Germany and, you know, fascist Italy. So, so much so I actually bought uh, Mussolini's uh, book, did you exactly. go into a Barnes no Barnes and Noble? No, no, no. And you're no like, all right, I need Mein Kampf. No, no. <laughs> Just don't try Thank to buy Milo's book when you get. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. No, actually, I bought a, a bunch of other, you know, right wing books. Speaking but, of that, when is his audio book coming out? I've been waiting for that. Uh, Milo, if you're listening well, to the Milo, show, I know you do. Make your oh, man, release your audio book. I want. I've been meaning to listen to the book. It would be great just having him, you know, silently whispering to you. It would be. He would did. Be like, he, he recorded it. I know it exists because I've seen oh, footage really? of him recording it. Yeah. It's supposed to be out soon. <clears throat> but it's been know. soon for weeks now. Oh, that's, oh, that's terrible that he's doing that. But, you know, there's yeah. something really interesting. You, there's this, going back to what I said, there's a really weird 
thing about like these sorts of people, these sorts of like soft socialists that they actually believe there's some people who actually believe that Hitler was right wing, that he was a capitalist of all things. And it's absolutely strange and infuriating as a person as a person who who lives in Miami in results of, you know, of, you know, Cuban communism. Yeah, it, it really infuriates me. So I've gone into some, you know, real dirt and it's I understand I, I kind of sort of understand it's kind of it's some mental gymnastic that they're doing. But there are quotes that can be misconstrued that Hitler was a capitalist and there's. There's not, there's no policy in Nazi Germany that allowed, you know, private property or, you know. How could anybody make that argument? He had control of all the means of production. Uh, If I remember correctly, it was, it's because Hitler's way of of socializing the country was very much different what what typically happens. Uh, You know, instead of just an overall nationalization of businesses, what they did was essentially they... There's this, essentially from what Hitler said, he didn't want to nationalize businesses. He kind of wanted to nationalize people. Right. He wanted to and I think, I think that's kind of the linchpin of the, the right wing, characterizing his brand of fascism as, as right wing and totalitarian in that way, like the cultural nationalism or the ethnic nationalism. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, even despite that, you know, there's many policies that, clearly contradicts that statement. For instance, the, you know, the, the Nazi party in 1933, they essentially outlawed, I wouldn't say outlawed, but essentially they outlawed private property because uh, I think it wasn't due to the rocking fire, like, uh, like some sort of like communist backlash over the, over the Nazi, like they, had, they actually had a communist party separate from the the Nazi parties, and they had some beef with each other because they were competing over the same demographic. But apparently, because of this this uh, this backlash, they you know that that was the linchpin that caused the totalitarian state of Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of strange. It's it's really strange that there are actually people that try to make out Hitler as right wing and Mussolini too. Well, I think I think there are. I think there are credible cases to be made, but I don't think it's as simple. I don't think that it's as simple as they want to make it. You know, I don't, he, he, he was a totalitarian and you can, I guess you can assign elements of that to the left or the right, depending on how you want to look at it. But yeah. And then he wasn't the debate of, you know, if totalitarian, there's some people who, who go on and say, you know, liberty, you know, liberty, since liberty is the opposite of totalitarianism and, author, and authoritarianism, yeah. you know. That he wasn't is much of a libertarian. Way. Yeah, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Actually, um, we'll, we'll probably have to wrap it up soon. But if you have a closing thought or uh, wrap it up, oh, uh, it, and we'll let oh, you know. Oh, it's easy. You know, sure. none, of these com- none of these communist leaders were ever right wing. And ever, if anyone ever tries to claim that, they're fucking idiots. They, they're clearly... They're, t- they're clearly drinking from the socialist juice, even if they don't want to admit it. Joke's on you. The socialists don't have any juice. It's all out at the grocery <laughs> store. Right. Oh, or left in the docks. They have to kill the dogs and eat the dogs. In Ven- you have to drink out of the dog's bowl in uh, Venezuela. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, Things we'll, are gone. We'll let you go. Thank you, Kestrel. Okay. Um, Let's do the online to- question and then do Super Chat. Okay. I was going to... Um, 
Oh, do we have was, more I was, callers? I was going to say if we could squeeze in a couple more just because I see some people that are waiting. We have an opportunity. But okay, if, cool. if you got to pee or you can, nope. if you got to pee or something, I'll take the callers. Away. I wanted to get in. Um, I th- we've had Wandering before. I'll give Wandering a chance real quick to chime in Wandering if you, if you got something quick for us. And then oh. I'm going to get Bob Dobbs, who oh. I think is new, last call. Oh, sweet. I need in. And it's just like more of the uh, Trump on the North Korea. Did you see him? He had his. Uh, he responded to North Korea with his arms crossed and say, "If North hmm. Korea threatens the USA once more, they will be met with fury and fire like right. the world has never seen." And and I don't praise Trump, but I on his uh, but not in his posture, because he looks like he looks kind of disappointed. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, what was it? <laughs> disappointed so you didn't like the disappointed posture is it because no. it why is that is it because it conveys weakness to you or why, no what's the, the... he didn't use his hands and nose about about ah. what he usually does you know to like uh, pointing or yeah, oh point. no he yeah. usually does the finger up he does right? this too yeah the like okay landing a point. <laughs> the okay white supremacist yeah. symbol yeah uh, yeah I, that's uh, what he should have done and then flat uh, hands sometimes fire yeah. and fury yeah it should have been <laughs> it should have been that you're right that's a good point. It lacked the, like I said, I like my nuclear holocaust with a little comedic value, and it, it was lacking <laughs> in that. It is atypical of his body language and his yeah. mannerisms. Interesting. He's a big hand talker. He probably made. I can almost guarantee that he made a conscious decision to do this. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Thanks for have. the thanks for the thought. I, yeah, I, I hadn't thought calling. about that at all. That's interesting. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Bye. Have a good night. And Bob Dobbs is going to get last call. Bob, thank you for waiting. You're good to go with last uh, the last word tonight, if you'd like it. I, I feel honored. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for waiting. <laughs> long time listener, first time shit lord. Uh, Excellent. Well, welcome. <clears throat> uh, so I've been hearing a lot of uh, talk about socialism and, of course, the Google thing, going hours about all these subjects. But yeah, <clears throat> I want to try something a little bit of levity at the end. Uh, so... I wanted to let you guys know, you probably won't appreciate this as much as maybe Rebecca would, but there is a project that you should check out that should literally be kind of like the anthem of the shitlords of America. Okay. <clears throat> Real quick, here's my patch. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the project's called The Big Three. It is quite literally a troll's dream. This is Gavin McInnes's favorite thing on the planet, just to give you a heads up. And he okay. stars in it. The movie is called Windy City Heat. And there's a podcast called The Big Three Podcast. Please check this out. It's quite literally the funniest thing ever made. And if it's by it's, Gavin, odds are it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he stars in it in the podcast. He okay. actually goes by, nobody uses a real name. So they actually use the name uh, William Randolph Hearst. Oh, okay. So are they like <laughs> fictional characters or are they just pseudonyms? Okay. So the whole project's based around these three guys, two of them. This is all real. Okay. This mm-hmm. is 100% real. These two guys are fucking with this one guy. That's the project. They literally have been fucking with him for like 25 years now. He is the biggest asshole on the planet. Like he is quite literally the biggest shithead you've ever met. And the whole thing, imagine it's a reverse Andy Kaufman. So like the whole world <laughs> knows about the joke, except for this guy. Okay. It's been going on for 25 years. The movie was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait and produced by Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. It's oh, nice. The, the best thing that's never been heard before. So I recommend highly. 
quite literally it's the greatest thing i think y'all would appreciate it and all uh, right all right yeah that's my pitch all appreciate right. y'all having me on we'll check it out yeah thank you for waiting and uh thank you for listening to the show hey appreciate you man have a great night you too rebecca bye thanks had you ever heard of that no i haven't me neither uh so i'll check it out definitely i mean it sounds interesting to me um okay so we got this one long question and then so i guess we, why don't we take care of the question first and then we'll round out the super chat yeah okay so we got some pushback on ben shapiro this is um or uh, on our appreciation of ben shapiro who's the sender of this i don't see it. by the way we haven't talked about this live yet but i said that i was on board with ben shapiro until he mentioned this goddamn michelle Fields shit again and then he had to bring it up on joe rogan so oh back yeah, to okay. With you, ben I messaged you. Okay, I messaged you about that, and I was listening. That interview to... was awesome. Until it was great. I loved his whole perfect. appearance. And I was and then, like, I love Ben Shapiro. And then he gets to the end, and he bruised her. Corey Lewandowski bruised two her. Two hours, oh. thirty minutes in, and it's like you so almost close. made it. <laughs> so close. Made it, Why you gotta fields this? Why you gotta fields this, Ben? Please. He did. He fields it, and um, he, it wasn't a very. It wasn't like he. It seemed like he was pretty passive in his case but he still did say you're right like oh he, he bruised her arm just just don't talk about michelle fields dude people will forgive you for it if you just shut your mouth shut your <laughs> mouth shut it just don't ever bring it up again which has been the the point of conflict i don't it's not even a point of conflict between us i've just advocated let's move on from it but granted he makes it harder to do when he brings it up <laughs> It's so just, I, get, I see this attitude from people all the time. Like, it's obvious that you made a mistake. You've been debunked. Everybody knows that what you're saying isn't true. It doesn't matter anymore if you believe yourself. You just have to be like, oh, I fucked up. I'm not going to keep doubling down. Or not. Just the doubling down yeah. every time he brings it up. So, okay. So there's our, there's our uh, repeated rage on Mr. Shapiro, which again, I'll say is uh, a, it's, a, it's a small part of what is a much broader appreciation I have for him, but we have a, a point of criticism from a listener. Do we have the name of the listener who sent the email? Cause oh, I, no, I just I didn't, wanted to credit the I person. Um, I'm not sure if they want us to give it, but I can go check it out if you want. Okay. I I'll read it if you, if you can grab it and you know, we'll just give a first name or whatever. We're not going to dox anyway uh, to give a quick bra background. You guys are normally very good at cutting through uh, quote, ma ad hominem fallacy, end quote. Uh, stupidly, uh, stupidity and recognizing when someone stands in a glass house of hypocrisy and why that might lead to you question, uh, questioning their ideas and motives. However, you and many other intelligent people don't seem to be able to do this with Ben Shapiro. Out of all the neocons, he stands as one of the worst and most slimy. He got his job because of his dad. Okay, he, uh, I'll respond to this when we're... I'll read through it and then respond to it. He claims, uh, quote, must small government. Uh, but as Jank pointed out, he was a huge proponent of the Iraq war and has been quoted as saying something of, quote, even though Iraq wasn't actually a threat to America or the, even though Iraq actually wasn't actually a threat, America was right because an American empire is a good thing. End quote. His religion also should be criticized as well. Oh boy. <laughs> as, as, um, as his, as his, uh, as where his real loyalties lie. This is Whether... from Caro master, by the way, Caro master. Wait, that's the guy who called in earlier. Wasn't it? Didn't we hear from a, I don't think so. I thought that there was somebody by that name earlier. Maybe it was a similar name. 
um, whether the United, uh, whether he his uh, uh, loyalties lie with the United States or Israel, there are many more things such as his hypocrisy and the stance of quote private unknown recordings being used as smear unquote while being completely fine with what happened to Fuentes. Uh, this weekend, I'm not sure what that reference is. What's Fuentes? Neither am I, and I've never heard him say that he's okay with the use of private conversations. Another thing you should notice is that Shapiro never goes for any targets with real intellectual strength. He has only ever debated low IQ pundits and SJW dumbasses. You should catch him in a public debate. Uh, you never catch him in a public debate with someone who's a well-read intellectual with good knowledge on the subject. And the few times he has been almost caught with his pants down, he uses the fast voice maneuver or to maneuver uh, around the issue and fire some conservative buzzwords for the quote, Ben Shapiro thug life compilation. Okay. Some and, of these are valid points, but he doesn't even make the Ben Shapiro thug life stuff. He doesn't do no, that. No, no, but I've definitely seen him like, I don't know. I always see him smash people in debates, but I've seen him circumvent some things he doesn't want to talk about by using this fast voice ra rambling i don't know I'd but like, that doesn't that doesn't make you a hypocrite none of these either. are a real argument uh, this is my, especially uh, because i haven't heard him say some of these things I, I, again to be clear he's not above criticism and uh, and i will i will we're going to talk about michelle fields again because he's probably going to end up talking about michelle fields yeah. but i don't I, I don't think you can just throw an accusation of hypocrisy against a person without further explaining it how is he a because I mean, he supported the iraq just... war he's a he's a hypocrite on conservative values i don't know I, I think what he would say is i believe that there's a specific role for government that's defense of life liberty and property and i believe the iraq war was in pursuit of that you might disagree that whether we should be defending life liberty and property for iraqis and whether that suits american right. interests but i don't think that's hypocrisy i mean what's the issue that he's a hypocrite on for supporting the war is it taxes is it uh i don't know is it health care is it education what's what makes him a hypocrite on that or is it just i'm this... not really sure either and i've uh never made the claim that ben shapiro is really small government either I, i'm not really sure where all this is coming from i think it's kind of raging against us because we always talk about how smart he is and how he crushes people in debates i am well and i also would never claim that he's not a neocon either when i think well, about I... ben shapiro I, I feel like he's most ideologically aligned with Ted Cruz. I mean, and what's he supposed uh, to this to this criticism of who he debates? As far as I know, he accepts debate invites that he gets. I mean, what's he? Jank right. is certainly his peer in terms of media presence. I don't see a problem with that. He is, in fact, Jank might have more play. Jank uh, is the king of YouTube. I don't know how Ben's podcast compares in terms. Yeah, of but numbers. that's just somebody that's popular and stupid. That kind of supports this person's but, argument. No, but he's he's a peer in terms of reach and standing. I mean, yeah, what are we supposed to do? Measure IQ? Prowess, it's like him arguing with a child. Okay, but is Ben Ben under an obligation to seek out specific individuals and say, "No, you debate me," such that I will be validated I as think an that intellectual he probably superior? Probably is under obligation to find worthy opponents. Why? Because nobody really. Well, I guess people do want to watch a debate between Ben Shapiro and somebody much dumber. Sure, but, but you know, I don't know. I for, think I, I can't blame him for accepting invites. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, neither can I. And then when you're in that level, that stratosphere of intelligence, I'd imagine it's difficult to seek out a worthy opponent. I'm sure Ann Coulter has the same problem. And we know, I mean, look, would we love to discuss with more leftist social justice types on this show? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've tried. I've invited a few. It doesn't, they don't say yes. Spoiler alert. They don't say yes. It doesn't matter whether they're well-read or educated or not. I don't mean to 
push back too hard on this because I appreciate that this person's trying to offer uh, another perspective and push back on probably what he views or she views as an area in which we're not critical enough. I do appreciate that. But I, I don't want to just throw somebody under the bus in the case of Shapiro here either just for what seems like disagreement on some issues and then unhappiness that he doesn't talk to smart enough people. I, I also, I also want to say uh, that he only has his job because of his dad. I can't let that stand. That's ridiculous. Like nobody would yeah. listen to Ben Shapiro if it wasn't for his dad. I, yeah. Am, am I here because of my dad? The people listen to this because of my dad? <clears throat> I've heard yeah. a lot of really substantial arguments from Ben Shapiro. He's well read. He puts in a lot of work. Um, I have no reason to think that his success is due to nepotism. No, I, I, I don't buy that at all. But um, but I will say I, I appreciate that someone is – offering some pushback because we don't, we don't get a lot of emails that challenge us. And I, and uh, same reason I appreciate Chris's call on Laura Loomer a few weeks back, it, you know, it, it doesn't happen very often. So if, if for no other purpose than challenging the, the Ben Shapiro echo chamber, which exists around here, I do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so, and he did add more here too. Nick Fuentes with the Reagan battalion. Um, so that might be the Fuentes guy. And remember, the Reagan Battalion is the people who went after Milo at CPAC and did that mm-hmm. kind of hit piece. I don't know much about them beyond that, but based on how that was handled, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, oh, someone in the live chat just said, I want to see Ben versus Sticks. Yeah, that would be amazing. Hmm. I bet uh, Sticks would give him a run for his money. Yeah, I bet he'd be pretty good. Uh Oh, okay, so to summarize, and I'll I'll read this person's summary just to make sure we're ac- representing the viewpoint accurately. Why do you not see the, the glass house of hypocrisy, the two-faced antics, and two-faced antics that Shapiro stands in? You'd see it for anyone else and think, uh, and I think you guys have the head and intellectual teeth to take him on and win. I don't know about that. Um, I'm not saying, I don't know. Maybe we're guilty of propping him up too much, but certainly really? I'd- really? I have been so super critical of Ben Shapiro that it practically got memed. Well, that's true. That's I, I, just when I had you kind of <laughs> come around, uh, we get this know, email. He I had to, really he had to field it. Um, he's smart, and he, but his debate tricks rely far more on clever wordplay and gotcha moments rather than solid foundations. I, I don't agree with that at all. I think I don't actually, agree with that either. And I think, I think actually that his, when that happened in the Chank debate, that that was a nature of one, the audience, um, because they were really loud. They were yelling. It was like a high school graduation. Um, and he was also bouncing off the tone of Chank, who was really vague about uh, statistics and things like that and was setting the tone. I mean, I, I don't think that's a really I mean, don't get me wrong. He has his moments like, oh, are you, a, are you the hooker in this case? But I think generally speaking, he sticks to the concepts. He sticks to the issues. And he sticks to articulating a, a very uh, clear line of reasoning that I think most people find very attractive. Yep. Um, myself included. So, you know, you uh, hear Matt finds Ben Shapiro attractive. Yeah. Well, his, yeah, that, that those debate tactics I find so attractive. Look, it's uh, I'm going to get all kinds of tweet mentions again. Like, dude, you're so gay. That show was so <laughs> gay. I got some of those on Sunday. So I expect to get more. Um, it's a great, but yeah, job. you know, ag- agree to disagree. And I appreciate the the challenge for sure. Yeah. All right, let's blow through these super chats and then sure. get out of here. Um, Squirrel Knight again, 20 euro. Thank you. Fuck you, Skag. I'm a grown-ass man identifying as a three-year-old genderqueer transracial hobbit. <laughs> Sorry. Harkonnen mix. Didn't mean to offend. 
I'm married to my lovely hentai anime body pillow, and she, she loves me very much. <laughs> Thank you. This so is much. a peek into the future. I mean, I, I use this at, at the at the very minimum. We got to be careful about calling the slippery slope a fallacy in the pure sense. Maybe it's sometimes fallacious, but it's not always a fallacy. I don't know that it, it I, that it is it is a legitimate fallacy. I don't I don't know that it is anymore. Yeah, maybe it's uh, the, um. Maybe calling the slippery slope a fallacy is itself a fallacy. <laughs> Fallacyception. Zach Hoover, $5. The Google controversy is very similar to that college where the professor said people should be hired based on skill sets. What parallels exist? Uh, that is the parallel. People should be hired based on skill sets. Bigotry. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Squirrel Night again, 10, 10 euros. Shapiro really is a shill. I would like you to watch his stuff and make an episode on this hypocrisy. Just look at his stance on abortion, which I hate, and the death penalty, which I also hate. I don't know. I don't really want to go up against Shapiro. I mean, I, if I don't, if well, I really dislike somebody, I'll just, I just won't watch their content. I, I don't, I don't consider that. So the hypocrisy, I believe this person is addressing. And if I'm not addressing it correctly, feel free to email me and explain to me what you mean. But this is what Cenk said, which is, oh, you're for small government, but you love um, the government being in, in, your in women's uteruses to stop abortion. Well, no, you believe the role of the government is protecting life, liberty, and property. I'm not saying right. I agree that, that we should be uh, banning abortion to whatever extent. I'm just saying if that, all I'm saying is you need a coherent view of what the role of government is, and that is his. And I, th I think that that's entirely consistent to be honest maybe there's a hypocrisy with the death penalty i don't know i don't know where i stand on the death penalty to be honest but certainly i think the you can view an innocent life in utero different from a convicted serial killer life i think it's possible to do that and not be a hypocrite either oh sorry my dog is all wrapped anyway. up in this um then we have dave s two dollars trump said the same shit that clinton bush obama did uh, presumably about this uh, fire yeah i heard some clips uh, i you know. They we always if, practice diplomacy like, well, lack thereof, uh, with North Korea. It's always strong arm statements. Yeah, you got to. Um, then Jonathan Edwards, $5. It just says, hey, thank you for that. Joel <laughs> Dykeman, $5. Did you guys see the new Antifa logo KA Design made? I have not. Have you? I could, Antifa logo KA Design. Is it KA Design? Uh, there's some images up here, but this one doesn't look new. Uh, yeah, I don't see it without having to, to Google around. Sorry, I guess we haven't seen it. I haven't heard about it, but I'll look into it after the show. Sure. Huduni, eight eight four five five dollars Why do we let North Korea be a country anymore? Tell China to go fuck themselves and send it the drones. We can shoot down any pea shooters they light off. China <laughs> did sign on the to the, <laughs> China did sign on to the uh, sanctions, the UN sanctions. Even China and Russia signed on. So maybe, maybe we'll get enough in, uh, international pressure to get Kim Jong-un to fuck off, but I don't know enough about all the geopolitics to speculate. Then we've got friend of the show, Stan, $2, going to Boston for the weekend Comic-Con nerd. Oh, cool. The nerd was part of the super chat. I didn't say that. I wasn't yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Stan. Then we have Hoopty Rider, $5. How do you guys achieve your gender equality within your organizations? What are your policies? <laughs> Would you be willing to consult with Google? I'll tell you. Gender gender equality in our show is I pitch ideas to Skag and he says no sometimes and then I let him do basically everything and then I take half the credit. <laughs> That's basically true. <laughs> That's pretty much true. Yeah. So I uh, act using my powers of the golden badge 
Yeah, but I was upfront about this when we designed the show. I was like, look, I want to do this and I need the right person to do it. And I'll do basically all the work, but I just need you to show up. And, that's and pretty I've much... been showing up. And I? you've been showing up. Yeah. I, not one inex- Babe, unexcused absence that I can recall. <laughs> so, yeah, we've done this the right way, which is Skag wears the pants. It's like a you know romantic relationship. I don't want to do all the stuff, make all the decisions. Um, Heather B, $2. Funny you're having this conversation about Ben. Yeah. I mean, we did just have a conversation about him. Every time we've ever talked, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, his podcast is almost number one on iTunes now, too. It's behind Oprah. But he got a real boost out of that Joe Rogan appearance, too. So even though he... a good interview. Everybody oh, listen to that interview and then don't listen to the last four minutes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And as soon as I heard it, I messaged you. I was like, he fields it at the end. <laughs> There's like five minutes left of the show and he fields yeah, it. No. <laughs> no. God damn it. No. <laughs> Ben, if you're listening to the show, as I know you do, it's okay. Just take our advice on just, you should never take advice from me on anything, but just take that piece of advice. Just don't field anything anymore. You don't have to worry about her. She works at Huffington Post. She's irrelevant. Yeah. Ah, God. All right. We're good to go. Oh, Dave S just said you two need adult supervision. Yeah, we probably do. We're bad kids. Now we're caught up. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, What's coming up on Sunday? I know we're going to talk about the Google thing. Um, what, I put some other talk st- about North Korea. What else? Yeah, we might talk about that. Um, I definitely want to talk about that CBS coverage of the Google oh, thing yeah. in particular. Why? Those are the things I have in the no- in the notes so far. Hey, maybe there'll be a guest. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then I definitely have some surprise cringe that. Um, oh, I think it'll be worthy to the previous entries. So. Uh, We'll catch you then, Sunday. Thanks. Have a good night.